Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. Hope you're all having a great day out there today. Sports Sunday. And today, well, we're teeing off, hitting the green, talking a little bit about the game of golf, especially related to golf longevity. You know, this is a game of multiple repetitions and tons of hits in the game, but even more importantly, hours and hours of skill acquisition and practice. And I mean, sometimes you can be in the driving range for hours and hours at a time, hitting it off there. And so it's important not only to talk about performance, but health of our body as well. Some of the factors that are good to look at and some things that are commonly overlooked as well. Now, when you first just get into the game, right? It takes a while, it takes a lot of repetitions, takes some good understanding of that rotational movement in the body. So today I just wanna talk about what parts of the body are really dependent on needing mobility. So we know that, hey, if we are getting into the game or we've been in the game for a long time, do a little bit of an assessment in that and see if we can improve that. And then also, where if we've got the mobility, what are some ways that we can move better to decrease the stress in our system, to help us out better, to still pack a strong, powerful punch, to get the distance to go there, but to preserve our health long-term, if for no other reason than to stay in the game throughout our years. So, if we look at what our body needs for rotation, the places that we need to rotate through and kind of have a lot of power going through are our thoracic spine. That has a lot of rotation about it that we need. We also need a ton, of, and this includes our thoracolumbar junction especially, where we kind of have it a little bit above where our center of gravity is, but that is a huge rotation center for our body. But then also in the hip joint too, that femoral acetabular joint, right? That's the ball and socket that needs a ton of rotation to happen throughout our lifetime. And so again, another huge important factor. If these don't have rotation, well, you're in trouble. Because if the hips don't move, we gotta have the next available thing. And that's usually the lumbar spine, the low back, that is not made to withstand large rotational forces and is not made to withstand large degrees itself of the movement. It's made to stabilize, counter-stabilize, get a good understanding of what's going on so it can be resilient to that but not to actually rotate itself. A lot of people end up with lower back pain, not because they're necessarily weak or not because um, this, that, or the other thing, but because they either, one, don't have the hip range of motion, or two, they're not using it effectively. So what matters more, right? Let's say your right hand dominant for me, I golf left, snowboard goofy too. So a little bit of that, but I throw righty. So, you know, typically we learn about, hey, right, left hand dominant. I'm sure plenty of you listening out there are, uh, some of you are not a conventional athlete in that term. Or I can swing baseball left, but I throw right. Anyways, as we look at that, right, if you're swinging right-handed, your right hip has got to be able to drop in, which means your right knee has got to be able to cave in, but not cave in independent of the hip, independent of the femur. It's got to be able to rotate so you pivot on that toe. So as your as the golf club swings, your hip leads the club, so your club legs behind just a little bit, 
to get the power generated from the hip and that internal rotation of the hip, well, that's where you get the power from. And so we generate from there and that contributes to range. If you don't have that, the next available thing has to rotate. And what's that? Well, that is your low back, my friend. And your blowback after that, after you know maybe a few times, won't be a problem. But after hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, teeing off four or five times a week, yeah, that might not be your friend in that moment to handle that rotational stress. Now, we've got pure mobility there, right, and utilization of it. So as we swing through, we want a little bit of a pivot on those toes for the near side. So if you're right-handed, the right toe should kind of pivot inward a little bit. That's how you know you're using the internal rotation range of motion for the hip. All right, now talking about a couple coordination things for the golf game. When you look at making contact with the ball in your swing and hitting it through, right, where do you want your shoulders to be, where do you want to be lined up? We talk about the crunch factor. And what the crunch factor is, is that how much are you leaning towards the side? And this is specifically measured with kind of the lumbar spine in regards to the hip. So you can have your shoulders tilted slightly it's not ideal, but if you have that where the pelvis is level side to side, it's not as big of a deal because then it's just a change in hip rotation range of motion. As long as you've got excess range, you're good to go. Ideally, we want the shoulders stacked and spine close to straight up and down at the time you hit the ball so that rotation can power through. For people who are used to teeing off and hitting and they kind of come at an angle where they're, again, right-hand dominant, right for golf your right shoulder dips down a little bit let's say you correct that and make it look better your performance is going to suck for a while until you get used to that because you're used to hitting the ball at a lower contact point so if you hit the ball with a lower contact point then all of a sudden you bring that contact contact point back higher up to protect your own body what's going to happen is you're just not going to have good accuracy because your body's not calibrated to that right it's the same thing as you know shooting free throws on a nine and a half foot hoop. It doesn't mean very much when the hoop you actually have to shoot on is 10 feet tall. So we're dealing with the same thing here. It just takes practice recalibration. And again, depends on how long you want to be in the game for. So get that crunch factor minimalized. So you're not side bending, you're not leaning down quite as significant. Then, what's the other thing we look at? Aside from crunch factor, we look at the C curve or C factor, whatever you want to call it. And that's that backwards bend and follow through. So again, as you wind up, a lot of people wind up excessively way too much. There's no reason you need to arch all the way back and kind of compress your rotation in that area. But then as you follow through, you look at that reverse C. So following through, all the way back over the opposite shoulder. Again, if you're right hand dominant, that's when the club ends up all the way over the left shoulder. Right, a lot of people, if you look at their back on their right side, are, have this C-shaped curve to it in the follow-through. Yes, you do get off a little bit more power that way. Totally true. However, over time, you're still compressing structures in the back. That again, no problem, one or two times. But it's all about repetition, 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 and where the factors that change as we age and get just a, a little bit stiffer over time, even if we do work to control it to mitigate it. So instead of kind of curving around the fall through over our shoulder like a C, you want to think about with your body keeping core stability and kind of punching up like an eye. So less C curve, more punching up in an eye shape. And again, maintaining spinal stability 
you have a large mass rotation of power in that area. And this just allows you to get more consistent with this motion, allows you to get better at the golf game while making it happen for yourself and staying strong. So that's what we're working with out here. Hope this helps some of y'all. Again, if you're ever more interested in some of this, just search up some images for golfing, looking at C-curve, looking at crunch factor, have some good have some good images out there so you can see exactly what we're talking about and visualize it but for all you out there stay in that green stay committed to the game it's a big learning curve i'm a pretty mediocre golfer because i just haven't spent the repetition doing it right it takes a ton of time you have to you're not just going there for half an hour you're there for hours you're there for the day and uh well i'll be honest i just haven't put quite that level of work in uh, I'd rather be doing some other sports I can just pick up and go instead of taking all that time with it. But it's a beautiful game, great way to socialize, great way to have a socially distant game that you can still get out there and enjoy it, back to it. And again, you're not in it because you want to play for 10 years. You're in it because you want to play for a lifetime and have fun. So let's keep our body healthy for that. All right, y'all. Simply not easy.